Welcome to the Real Birth Podcast, the show where real parents share real birth stories and get really honest about how it went. You might be a first-time expectant parent, or on your eighth baby. Perhaps you're a birth worker, or maybe you just love learning about birth. Whoever you are, you are welcome here. This podcast aims to educate and empower listeners through the real stories of mums and dads. I'm Lucy Hill. I'm a doula, a mum of a toddler, and a complete birth nerd. Join me as I invite all kinds of parents to share their stories of pregnancy, birth, and beyond. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. This week, I met up with Jackie, who had a home birth with her son Otto just 12 weeks ago. We actually did our interview in her living room, just a few feet away from where she gave birth not too long ago, and that was really special. Jackie has two older children and she briefly does talk about these two births as well, but largely we focused on her most recent birth. What I love about Jackie's story is how committed she was to having the home birth that she so desired and actually how supportive and on board her midwives were with helping her achieve everything that she wanted to achieve, despite battling so many restrictions given the current midwifery NHS staffing crisis. Although Jackie has had two natural births prior to her son Otto, for her husband Joe, this was actually his first experience of labour and birth. So I particularly love hearing about how he prepared to be part of Jackie's home birth team. Thank you so much, Jackie, for coming on my podcast. Um, It's really nice to be here. Um, Jackie and I are sat in her living room having a nice cup of tea. So yeah, and little baby is, is here so you might hear some sweet noises um, and maybe some not so sweet noises but that's babies. Uh, <laughs> to kick off Jackie can you just tell us a little bit about you, your family, who you are, what you do, all of that. Okay um, so I'm Jackie, I'm a wedding and family photographer and I'm married to Jo. Between us we already have four kids so I've got two um, from previous partner and he's got two and then we've got this little one Otto who's um kind of ours <laughs> so all in all we've got five kids got four the big four with us um half of the week so he's this little one's kind of got a bit of both he's got he's a bit of an only child but also he's got four siblings um so he can be a bit crazy which I think he prefers um he gets a bit yeah when the others aren't here I always have to put on lots of background noise because oh, really? he's used to it he doesn't like the quiet that's it so you mentioned that obviously both you and Joe have got children um separately and then you have Otto together yeah in terms of having Otto what did your journey towards becoming pregnant look like for you how did that go for you um, it was quite a funny one because I think we we decided that we we wanted to have a child together, um, but with me being a wedding photographer, it felt like we ha- it had to be timed really well. So I think I basically gave us like a four month window, and I said if it doesn't work, then <laughs> we just can't do it because then it'll be really busy for weddings and I, I cannot not be working. And you must book up like years in advance. Exactly, so. yeah. So I and I mean it did kind of so I tried to plan it that it would be like a winter baby so it wouldn't affect too many weddings. And I, there was a few that I did have to hand over to other photographers because I was booked throughout like the whole year. Mm. Um but yeah so it kind of felt really stressful and I was panicking like what if it doesn't work? Mm. You know, like panicking about all these sort of things. But yeah thankfully actually it I think 
um, I had a coil beforehand, which I got taken out. Mm-hmm. And then there was like, I think I had one period where, you know, and straight away I was like, oh my God, it doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like ridiculous. Um, and then the month after that, um, I was already pregnant. So. Great. Yeah, it was nice and easy. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Do you remember the moment you found out you were pregnant? Can yes. you tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually a few days before my period was due, but I just had this feeling and I was like, I'll just like do a test because it feels like I might as well. Mm. And so I did a little little test in the bathroom. The kids were all downstairs playing and then it showed up positive. So, okay. <laughs> um, so I went to the ki- kitchen and Joe was there and I whispered like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he, he was like, Really? <laughs> and then we had like a big hug, but we were like really quiet about it because we didn't want the other four kids to find out. Yet. Yeah, and they're very good at hearing things, so we were like having like a little happy dance in the kitchen um, quietly, <laughs> <laughs> and then having to pretend everything's totally normal. Yeah, it was so hard actually, like because I think we kind of decided we were gonna wait until like 12 weeks mm-hmm. to tell them just so we'd have something physical to show them yeah so it was like the first 12 well, i guess by the time i found out i was like four or five weeks but like you know those weeks until the 12th week were really hard to not tell them because i didn't be like guys yay yeah. um so yeah and how was your pregnancy did you struggle in that first trimester physically or um yeah i mean so i actually had some bleeding at nine weeks okay. um and i was literally just gone on holiday with my two and some friends so i couldn't even kind of check in with my mid well i checked in with my midwife via phone but you know i, I couldn't go and get a scan mm. so for like three days I was just bleeding oh. um so that was really I think I because I had didn't have it with the other two I was kind of like I think I'm having a miscarriage right. I was like really not in a good place but my midwife was really good and contacted me every day and was just see, seeing how things were and she was like well you know even though you're bleeding there wasn't any clots or anything so she yeah. was like just contact the early pregnancy clinic and yeah. um speak to them and so I went there the day I came back surprisingly everything was fine you yeah. know like I think I was going in there expecting it to be yeah we've lost the baby mm-hmm. um and then she sort of had a look around and she's like oh there's a baby with a beating heart and I just started crying oh my god I bet that was so it was yeah so it's it funny because she said afterwards oh I probably should have waited to tell you to do all the measurements and things because I because I was then crying and laughing she, <laughs> she couldn't get a clear picture anymore but it was just like yeah such a matter of relief obviously and then to that I think my first trimester was okay I was really really tired mm. so that was quite hard and you're working as well and doing all these yeah. kind of weddings are intense and long. exactly yeah. yeah um I mean thankfully because those first few weeks there were it wasn't too busy I only had like two weddings a month or something so it wasn't too bad but mm. I remember napping and I'm not a napper <laughs> you know I just have a nap and still go to bed at like eight which was weird because my other two pregnancies were so different as well really I was really sick with them but I wasn't tired at all this time I wasn't sick at all but I was just so so tired that's so funny isn't it I know and I think that's why I was convinced this one might be a girl yeah <laughs> because all my cravings were like very different and I was really tired yeah. um and stuff like that but yeah it's funny yeah, it makes you wonder what causes I know. these things. You but know. I, I guess it is seven years down the line. Yeah. So maybe my body Your just... Your body's totally different, isn't yeah, it? That's just more tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, life. Yeah. Oh. 
And so the rest of your pregnancy, once you were kind of out of that first trimester, like telling the kids and how did that all go? And then <laughs> the rest of your pregnancy? Um, so the after so after the 12 week scan, we told the kids, we basically sat them all down on this table here. <laughs> and um, I'd ordered like some nice cakes and for breakfast. So we had like cakes and little pastries and stuff like that for breakfast. Um, and basically we've got this little thing over there with like pegs for when it is their turn to sweep under the table. Yeah. And so we clipped on the the ultrasound picture on there and Joe was kind of like, oh, it's very crummy. I wonder whose turn it is to sweep today. So they all went over <laughs> and like, what is this? And then they were like, what is this? And I were like, what do you think it is? And they're like, it looks like a baby. We're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it took them like a really long time to figure out. It was that, it was basically our baby. Um, and even then they're like, I don't believe you. No, I, I, it just can't be true. <laughs> and then so for weeks after they're like, are you, are you joking? I was like, we wouldn't be joking. <laughs> like, it's not something we just like tell you guys and it's not true. Uh, so it took them a time where they'd just be like, are you, are you serious? This is actually happening. And I think it did take them until I start having a bump. They're like, oh no, I think she's right. Yeah, <laughs> she's know? not faking this bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, in terms of the pregnancy, um, I think the second trimester was okay. Mm. Towards the end of it, I was starting to get quite a lot of pelvic girdle pain. Yeah. So the third trimester wasn't great. Mm. <laughs> and I think I just, he, I carry them really big. So I, I think I was about four months pregnant when people were like, oh, you must be about to pop. I'm like, oh my God, no, oh, I have that, a month to go. That is a real bugbear of mine. I think, yeah, same. I think maybe in society or in movies or whatever, I think they must use women who are like six months pregnant yeah. to depict a full-term pregnancy because I was getting the same at five six months pregnant oh any day now yeah no No. hopefully not (laughs) I know if you know it does really annoy me anyway I've had a chat with that uh, about that with a friend who she's getting the opposite of me she keeps people kept saying oh you're so tiny you know and that would really worry her it's like oh is everything fine and it's just it's so funny how the moment we get pregnant people think it's okay to comment on our body shape like It's like somebody wouldn't come up to you in the street and be like, oh, you're looking really big today. Or, oh, are you sure everything's okay? You're quite tiny. Who says that? Exactly. So that really annoys me anyway. But yeah, I've been getting that loads. Um, I remember at the school gates one time, this mum came up to me. She's like, oh, I had a summer baby. I'm like, oh, great. Well, this is the winter baby. (laughs) And she's like, oh. I think that made her face go a bit like, oh, yeah. Well, yes, a third trimester was a bit hard, I think, because, yeah, I was quite uncomfortable. And then about three, four weeks before he was born, he decided to engage. Mm -hmm. Um, So I literally couldn't walk anymore because it was just so uncomfortable. Um, And he was so low that um, actually a week before he was born, the midwife booked us in for a scan because she was like, I'm not sure if he's still head down because I can't feel the head. And she was worried he might turned over yeah but it turned out he was just so low she could only grab his neck wow so it was a he proper was like, like rip- cannonball yeah. between your legs wow <laughs> yeah i've heard that's yeah very yeah. intense yeah i mean i literally didn't walk anywhere anymore the school run was just me driving because i was like because i loved the school run walking but i was like ah, no no <laughs> it's not happening there, there comes a point doesn't there and I, it's really hard as well when everyone sort of says oh you know try and be as active as you can in yeah. your pregnancy but and i think i wanted to be like i was before this pregnancy i was doing yoga every day or every other day and i was like i'm gonna be so fit in this pregnancy and then the first trimester i was so tired i literally didn't do anything Second trimester, I maybe did yoga once or twice. 
days. And then the third trimester, I was like, I am so uncomfortable. I literally can't move. So, you know. You just got to go with what you're given, I think. Yeah. Do your yeah. best. Um, that's great. So, obviously, you've got two boys that you've given birth to before. And today, we're going to be talking about your most recent birth. Yeah. But do you want to just briefly go over those two birth stories yeah. before we um, kind of go into the most recent one that's fresh yeah. in your mind <laughs> um so oscar was born 10 years ago which is mad um and he was a water birth in a midwife let unit okay um which was all in all i think as a first birth experience it was quite good and then samson was a home birth which the actual i think it was a bit complicated that one because i think it happened so fast um, I woke up at 1 and he was born at 3.21. Wow. And I think he would have been born earlier if the midwife had arrived earlier. But I think I woke up being like, okay, this is happening. But I think it's going to be a while. So I gave her a heads up. But didn't really expect things to happen that quickly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, just let you know, I think it's going to be happening. But don't worry about coming over yet. I think it'll be a while. And then all of a sudden it was like someone clicked the switch. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, no, she needs to come in now. Yeah. And we hired like a birth pool as well which didn't fill up in time um and I just remember kind of being on my own (laughs) in in the living room trying not to have this baby but kind of I was fairly calm but his dad and um was just pacing up and down in the in the hallway Mm. um panicking about the midwife not being there and then literally the moment she walked in I was like okay (laughs) I think it was literally 10 minutes from when she walked in through the door until he was born. So it was quite a fast birth. So we did have to transfer over to Bath. Yeah. Because uh, I had a third degree tear. Yeah. So that needed stitching. But also he was a 10 pound baby. Wow. So I think they were going to keep an eye on his blood sugar levels anyway. Mm. Um, He wasn't really that, like, you know, he was just very long. He was 10 centimetres longer than his brother. Wow, so, that's... I know. <laughs> <clears throat> so Excuse Oscar me. was 50 centimetres and then Sam's came out at 60 centimetres. So... You know? That's amazing. And how how heavy was Oscar? Oscar was 7.14. So it's quite a difference between them, um, which is bizarre. Yeah. So when you um, were sort of thinking about having your third baby, were there, during your pregnancy, were there any sort of mentions of the fact that your last baby was quite big? And did they want to keep an eye on that? Or was it just kind of not really? Um, It wasn't a big thing. I saw, I mentioned it, so they did know about it, but I kind of also said it was more the length than anything. And they weren't really too concerned about it. Uh, I think at the end when I had the scan just to see whether he was still the right way up, they did chat, talk about possibly doing a growth scan as well, mm-hmm. but at the same time weren't too worried because they're like they could see there was a lot of fluid, so it wasn't the bump wasn't just a big baby. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they were too concerned yeah. about it actually. No, okay. I think also because it was a new dad, they were a bit like oh, it kind of almost resets a different, bit. Yeah. yeah, different genetics entirely. Exactly, yeah. In there. So what were your plans for this birth and can you tell us a bit about what you did to prepare for that? So I knew I wanted a home birth (laughs) but I think I was quite concerned about tearing again, having to transfer again and all those sort of things. Ideally I would have liked to just have a home birth and stay home. So I did chat to my midwife about that and she kind of reassured me that actually there's a lot of things we can do to slow down the crown of the head and make sure that actually the tearing isn't as bad or maybe even none. And she booked me in with a consultant in Bath as well that I chatted things through. And then also I booked a one-to-one with um, a local doula, Kaz. Mm-hmm. Just 
it was kind of two things because so for one joe's other two were both c-sections so he hadn't gone through kind of what labor looks like before right so it's, it's so he was uh, you know and then going from not really not like going from like a quite safe hospital birth where everything kind of organized you know when you're going in and you know it's quite um to then going to a home birth without really having any experience of it, it was probably i think he felt a bit like well he was very much like well if you want to do this we can do it but i feel really nervous about it yeah. so i think we did this one-to-one with kaz for two reasons so to want to chat through for him kind of what labor looks like and she did this great thing with the beaded birth line yeah with like the beads they represent different stages of the labor and i think it really helped him to visualize mm. and feel like a bit more after that he's like that was great I feel so much more prepared now. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, which is it, great. It's it is it's such a good visual tool because it I really think is, yeah, it's not just you know you go into labour, you're in labour, and then out comes the baby. Like there are so many intricate exactly, stages, yeah. and they can happen, and and some of them can be ten minutes long, some of them can be ten hours long. Yeah. So, and I particularly love on um the beaded birth lines that Cass does her little water droplet. Yeah, um, that you can clip on anywhere for because not everybody's you waters just, exactly, will break at the same yeah, time, and yeah. people don't realise that as well. Um, yeah, that oh, that's great. So then Joe came away feeling a bit more prepared. Definitely, from that yeah. You could tell after that he was so much more more open because you know before he was like, yeah, we can do it, but you could tell he's like, oh god, yeah, we're <laughs> we really doing this. Yeah. Whereas then he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like I feel so much more like I know what I'm going to do, and we also talked a bit like about things he could do to help out doing labour. So I think that helped him. And then also another thing we talked about was kind of what I can do. You know, we talked about like the J breathing and things mm-hmm. like that to kind of slow down um, the bit in breathing out the baby rather than doing too much pushing and talked about compressors and things like that just to kind of anything. I think that was my one thing that I knew with this birth of like, I just don't want to have a massive tear yeah. and have to go into hospital. So that was the one thing that I really kind of focused on. Yeah, yeah <laughs> under- understandably. For. And um, obviously that's great. There's, that there are lots of things that you can do i don't actually know this are there is there kind of a greater risk of a repeat tear once you've had one or Um, does it not really work like that i think from speaking to the consultant kind of depends on how your tear was and how big it was and mine was just a third degree tear i think she did say like there is a higher risk but it's like 0.2 percent i think it's the same as um having a natural birth after cesarean yeah. it's yeah. a scar isn't it there's, exactly. a, there's a tiny increased risk but it's it actually in the grand scheme of things is pretty small yeah okay so you're kind of planning for your home birth and everything so did you get the pool that you wanted last time or no did i didn't even bother this time <laughs> i think i was very much like what if this one's just as quick it just and also then think about having four kids in the house who are just going to be all over that they pool. would want that so bad <laughs> yeah but i was like let's not bother and i think with with um samson so my second i was very much like oh i can only have a baby in water because that felt so good there's no way i could go through this not in water and then i did it with samson i was like oh i can do it (laughs) you know so i was like well i know i can do it it's fine i so it seems silly kind of hiring in the pool that basically is just going to be a toy for the other four children um so yeah i didn't bother with any of that he was just born right over there yeah (laughs) cool Cool. so if you're great so do you want to take us to when you had your baby tell us your birth story um did you go into labor in the night like you did the the last time no i was i was expecting that to happen because both my other two were basically born like early morning or in the night but no i 
I was at home just hanging out because the kids were in school. Uh, and I remember Joe and me went for a walk at lunchtime and I was kind of being like, oh, like it's just, I've been having these sort of Braxton Hicks for a few days that were getting a bit stronger, but nothing kind of to really concern me at all. But I was like, oh, it's starting to get really uncomfortable. And walking was obviously hard anyway. Mm. Uh, and I was like, I feel like it's not going to be long. Came home and I had a wee and I was like, okay, I, there was like a bloody show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Something's happening. <laughs> yeah, something's going <laughs> happening here. Um, and I was just really uncomfortable. So I remember just sitting on my birthing ball watching like Netflix because I was just like trying to waste a bit of time before the kids. But I was also kind of feeling like, mm, okay, feels like I should maybe just start, if I just start timing these very mild could be contractions just to see whether it's in my head or yeah. whether there is actually already like a pattern and they're happening quite regularly so I think just before I went to go and pick up the kids I started sort of timing them um and then I picked up Isla Joe's daughter first and remember like chatting to some um some parents outside of the gates and they're like asking oh how are you doing I said yeah yeah I'm ready baby's ready we're ready whenever <laughs> um and then we drove over to the school where the other three go. And by that point, they were my contractions were kind of getting quite strong because I remember like Samson and Rudy, Joe's other son, coming out of their classroom and just like legging it. And I was like, I'm just going to stand here a minute because it really, I can't walk anymore, yeah. you know? And at that point, I basically sent Joe like a screenshot of like my contractions that I've been timing. And because it's all in German, he was like, uh, is this contractions? I was like, yeah. okay so I came home and the kids were playing and we were in the kitchen and my contractions were getting quite strong at that Mm. point and we're like okay like what we gotta do it's like four o'clock now it's three hours until bedtime this is a long time yeah what what should we do should we call the midwives like do we think this is it and I was like I do think this is it (laughs) I think with your previous experience as well you probably would have had a bit of peace of mind just having somebody know yeah yeah so I texted my midwife Hayley and I was like oh just so you know this is happening I think we're going to decide the next hour what we're going to do and whether you should come over um and then yeah in that hour the kids were just playing completely unaware of what was happening which was quite funny I was just in the kitchen like okay <laughs> going through like quite strong contractions at that point and then so we decide okay I think we're not going to make it to bedtime there's no way I can put my two to bed mm-hmm. read them a bedtime story <laughs> no anymore so we called their their other parents yeah <laughs> and thankfully that day I decided to make dinner early in the morning before any of this happened so it's almost like I knew so we're like well don't worry we'll feed them at five and then if you want to come and get them at six great and they're like yeah no problem so we sat down for dinner at five and we're like I guess we better tell the kids they're gonna get you know so like so guys you're gonna get picked up by mummy and daddy and they're like why (laughs) like um well (laughs) so Jackie's having some contractions and it looks like the baby might be coming they're like freaked out um (laughs) really excitedly um so they obviously didn't eat much dinner yeah um and basically just went absolutely mad getting toys and things like that because they're like clearly when the baby's born it's going to need all the toys yeah you know um and then the midwives arrived and it was just crazy in the house and I said they're going in like half an hour and she's like cool that's fine we'll just hang out because she said like nothing's gonna happen whilst they're here yeah like, and you could tell actually it was really interesting like I was in pretty much full labor and the moment we told them it really slowed down right and then as soon as she's like because Haley said 
the moment they're out that door, it's going to start off again. And it literally was like that. Mm. Joe's two went first. My two were still there in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. In a sweet way. They were like trying to like sing to me and stuff like that. It was really sweet. But also like just get out of my face. <laughs> um, and literally the moment the door closed, it kind of started off again. But it was really nice. We were just sort of hanging out. So it was Joe, me, and then Haley, and also a student midwife, Anna, who like... I loved so much. <laughs> um, the, she actually doing. I'll get to that later. But she really advocated. Like she knew exactly what I wanted. And she really advocated that for me as well, which That's is really great. sweet. So yeah, it was just us for hanging out, uh, listening to music, chatting, and things. I think as soon as the kids went, Haley did once examine me and was like quite happy with everything. And then that was the only time she examined me because I think things just kind of progressed. Yeah, as they should. So they weren't too worried about it. But yeah, we were just sort of hanging out, chatting, and then um, things just kept kind of getting worse. And it's quite funny because I think we're chatting and all of a sudden it got to the point. I put on a TENS machine as well, actually, because mm. um, I, I did that with the other two labours and that really helped. And um, it just kind of got to that point where we were chatting and the contractions were getting so strong that I couldn't talk anymore mm-hmm. so I just sort of close my eyes and like wait for the contraction to end and then you know that really awkward thing when you're like you're aware everyone's probably looking at you so <laughs> everyone stopped talking and so I was yeah. like and I'm back in the room just <laughs> opened my eyes like hello <laughs> made a bit of a joke about it but it uh, became a bit of a thing which like made us all laugh and stuff and yeah things just sort of progressed from there so eventually I think I moved on to sort of leaning on the birthing ball for a bit and mm. just kind of yeah trying to think <laughs> um i know they sort of checked on him every now and then but he was super chill um they kept offering me food and i was like no mm. i don't want any food but i did drink a lot and kind of had to wee quite a lot yeah. which then it got to a point where i was having contractions on the toilet so i didn't really want to go anymore because yeah. i was like on my own whereas in here you know joe was sort of there holding my hand rubbing my back and so then I'm trying, i was sort of kneeling for a while and then I think that sort of slowed things down a bit more again. So Hayley wanted me to up moving. And I remember then like leaning on Joe, like he was standing opposite me, leaning on him. That like was really good actually. Yeah. I really liked that because it just felt like quite nice. Him holding me was And it's a real physical it. support that they, yeah. they feel like they're really holding you through it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, eventually we moved on to, I think, Anna and Joe sort of, birth proofed the sofa a little bit with like a sheet and um a shower curtain that I bought and um we got some cushions down for me and I was just sort of kneeling by the sofa mm-hmm. I think I don't really I do remember it but it's more from what they've told me afterwards but I think Joe was just like oh yeah they were like really happy with how things were going and it felt like you knew exactly what you were doing and then I just remember it getting to that stage where you know when you're like I just can't do this anymore mm-hmm. and it was really weird because I knew that point at that point like I felt like I really couldn't do it anymore but it was new it wasn't long now so it's like a really weird feeling of like it's good I'm at that point where it feels like I can't do it anymore because I know it's not going to be long but also it felt like I really can't do this anymore like logic tells you that that is such a good sign when you're like I can't go on because it means it's like so nearly here 
like your logic brains is switched no, off. No, exactly. Yeah. And my waters hadn't broken yet, which to be fair, my waters always break quite late, I think. So I wasn't too concerned about it. But I remember, like Joe said, that at one point when I went for a wee, he sort of said to me, like, waters haven't broken yet, have they? And they were like, no, but it's fine. Mm. And then I think Anna actually said that her one of her births, um, like of her own children, her baby was actually born without the waters breaking. Wow, that's I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I think he was at one point a bit worried about like, is everything fine? But like, no, everything's fine. She's doing really, really good well. And like, everything's going, like progressing really nicely. So don't worry. And do, you, do you know sort of how long you've been in labour at this point? When you started to feel like you couldn't do it? <laughs> no, I don't actually. Time doesn't exist, time does it? just, no. I don't think anyone even checked the time at that point. <laughs> no. Um, I probably should have. I never actually read through my notes because it's funny. I feel with this birth, everything is so vividly there. Whereas with the other ones, even afterwards, with my first, actually the other home birth also, I can remember a lot, but the one in in the midwife unit, that one feels like such a blur and I don't mm-hmm. remember it. And I guess because there was people coming and going, I remember there was this woman who walked up to me a few days later and said, hi. And I was like, who's that? And said, she <laughs> was there at your birth. I was like, I didn't even yeah. know her. Whereas, you know, here it was just us and I knew the people, mm-hmm. which felt really nice. Yeah. But yeah, then eventually all of a sudden there was like a massive, like a massive gush of waters, which like even I was like, whoa, that felt like a lot. Yeah. Um, and then it was that thing where Hayley was like, okay, you know what's coming now? I was like, yes, <laughs> because like your contraction gets so much worse once your waters, but for me anyway, like the moment my waters break, it's just like so much worse. That's when it gets. Yeah, it, yeah. It's funny because my waters broke before my contractions started. Okay. So I, my mum said that to me as well before. She said it's fine, and then when your waters break, it does. That's when it yeah. ramps up. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then they broke before it started, and I was like, damn it! Like, I'm not <laughs> even gonna get those cushiony ones. No, you're going straight in for the hard ones. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well. So um, yeah. So they they broke, and then did you kind of feel like okay, yeah? Yeah, is... I think it was again mixed feelings because I was like. Oh, okay, we're that little bit closer. Water's broken now. Again, it's not going to be long, but also like, it's got to get so much water and I really don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, but actually, yeah, after that, it really didn't take long at all. I think there was a few contractions and I had that real, like, I really wanted to push thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then as soon as they could see his head, they were sort of coaching me through like the breathing and stuff like that just to sort of um, slow that bit down a bit. Yeah. So it did take like a few contractions for his head. Yeah. to sort of come out <laughs> and yeah and then his head was out and I remember them being like hey Joe, do you want to come and see and he's like no I'm good and I remember even then just laughing <laughs> just because that funny, it felt very much like no no I'm fine up here and I think he said like well I just wanted to stay with you and support you and I was like yeah but what's your okay. really <laughs> it's okay to say that's a bit freaky like yeah it's exactly okay. um <laughs> Um, so then after that, yeah, once his head was out, it was one more contraction and then he, he was out and they lifted him straight onto my chest. Um, and yeah, he was there, <laughs> which is always that crazy moment, isn't it? Yeah. Did you have any gas and air through this process or were you No, just... no. I just, um, I tried it with my first birth and stopped after trying once or twice because, um, it just makes me feel really sick. Yeah. So I didn't. So the only thing I had was the tense machine, which in the, wow. I feel like with that, it always gets to a stage where all of a sudden I need it off. Yeah. But the earlier 
um, contractions, I find it like it really helps me. Mm. So um, yeah, the gas now just makes me feel really funny. And I did have a tiny tear this time that they just managed to stitch up here and they offered they got out the gas nail for it so i tried it again i was like oh no it's making me feel so sick yeah. and then actually um the midwife Haley, was just laughing because she was like you're making really good use of that gas nail there jackie because basically i was just holding on to the handle <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like a distraction thing yeah. that you could yeah. wave around so i ended up not really using it but i was like holding on to it so um that was my way of using the gas nail. but yeah it just i just doesn't agree with me i don't yeah. think yeah yeah so yeah Oh, that's amazing. So he was straight on you. And did you, how did you find your placenta delivery? Was that quite quick? Or... Um, yeah, it was actually, I think, I'm trying to think, it did take a little, but not too long. Um, and then it sort of came out quite easily, actually, I think easier than it had in the past. And yeah, then it just came out. Yeah, they examined it. Apparently it was quite an interesting one because there was like some blood clots in there, which oh, okay. Joe was like, oh, I wonder if that's like from when I had the bleeding and yes, things like that. Because yeah. there was like, yeah, so I don't really know. But um, yeah. apparently it was a very interesting placenta. So, okay, wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. And um, how did, did you kind of latch straight away or did you, did you, how did yeah, he, um, yeah, he was on me for a while just sort of, cuddling and then um he lapped straight on which is amazing because i think i was so prepared for breastfeeding to be really really hard again right. like even though i breastfed for a really long time both of mine this getting it established was so hard both times right. even the second time i was like well i, I, I can do this now I, i'm breastfeeding a toddler so yeah. like, i can do a baby and it was really really hard again so i was prepared for the worst and he lapped straight on and i was like oh okay and yeah so that was wow. good he's Definitely made that part really easy. Oh, which that's amazing. nice. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And um, so what happened then? Did you kind of just get all snuggled in bed and and midwives left you to it? Or um, so you didn't have to go anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I remember they were here for a little while, just sort of, I think they just quite like hang. We all like hang out anyway. So they stayed for a while and Anna made me some toast, which felt like the most amazing toast I've ever had in my life. Because <laughs> your own toast in your own house. Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. So I had some toast and we sort of yeah just snuggled on the sofa for ages. And I remember Anna grabbing my phone and like just taking some pictures of us, which is really sweet because it's so nice now looking back at those pictures. Yeah. You know, being like, oh, look at that. And then, yeah, eventually they left and we're like, okay, we should probably go to bed. <laughs> you know, so we sort of snuggled into bed. I don't think I slept much. Joe was like, right, Al. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm not really that tired. I'll just like lie here. I think I did sleep a little bit, but um, yeah, we did have good cuddles in bed. So that was nice. And then did the, did the other kids come back the next day or did you have... Yeah, time? yeah. We, um, so they went to school and then Joe picked him up from school and they just came over for like an hour mm. just because we were also quite aware it's like okay like I still you know we we need a bit more time but we I also really wanted them yeah, to see him and yeah. be there so they all came and had like a, a good cuddle which was just really nice and they were just so lovely with him and it was just really sweet because when I was pregnant they kept singing like um Twinkle, twinkle, little star Aww. to him in the bum. So then they started doing that again. I was just like, oh, you guys. Oh, I, <laughs> I, like, can't, I can't get home right now. 
postnatal hormones exactly have handled that no. well. <laughs> um so yeah that was really really lovely though because i think that was the one thing i really wanted is for them to kind of meet him quite quickly because as much as i felt like we did need a bit of time before we could like have them have mm-hmm. them I really wanted them to see him, like, in the first day. Yeah. So, yeah, they did come over for an hour, and then we had, like, a couple of days, just the three of us, before we then had a weekend with all seven of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, oh, no, that's that's such a lovely story. How, how, I mean, you mentioned that your breastfeeding was, like, much easier this time, and that's great. How has that immediate first, like, few months been with him, and... When you look at your previous postpartum experiences, do you think how how do they compare? Um, it's been really chill. I think so. I think Samson was really really hard work, especially because he had like a dairy intolerance. Okay. Um, which obviously took a few weeks to figure out what was going on. So he was just like crying a lot because he was obviously in a lot of pain. And um, so I didn't really have that sort of snuggling newborn face with him at all. And with I feel with Oscar, I didn't because he was my first and. I allowed loads of people to come around when really I should have just been resting. Yeah. So I guess this, it was easier anyway this time because, you know, with COVID around, people were a bit more understanding of not being able to meet him straight away. But also I was very much like, I just don't want anyone around right now. I want to just like lie here and enjoy him. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I allowed myself a lot more time to just hang out and, you know, a few close friends came over to drop mm. off food and quickly see him. But other than that, so it's been quite relaxed from that point of view. And then he's just been really easy. Yeah. You know, he's just kind of really slid into our routine with like the school runs and things like that. And Joe did have the first two weeks off, which was great. And then after that, I slowly started doing the school runs a bit more again yeah. um, and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> it's been really, really good. Oh, that's great. If you could kind of give some advice or maybe suggest some resources or something like that that you might uh, suggest for maybe somebody who is about to have either their first baby or maybe somebody who's thinking about having a home birth, what kind of advice or kind of suggestions might you give to somebody or what helped you? I think just trusting my body really helped as in like knowing that you know, this is literally what my body's made for. And that, because I think so much has to do with just being calm, not worrying about things, which can be really hard, especially mm. the first time you do it, because you don't really know what you're walking into. And I think a home birth is like, is something I'd always recommend, because just from having had, you know, like my first birth was really positive. There's not really anything that I would say was traumatic about it or anything I didn't like. But yet, my two home births, even the second one, even though there was that transfer afterwards, it just felt so much more relaxed. I felt so much more in control of what was happening. And I felt like things were progressing much better because there was actually at one point with Otto where Bath called and said they wanted me in the unit because there was other births happening. And um, staffing-wise, they were really short. So they it would have been easier for them if I'd go into just a birthing unit in Froome. So this is mid-labour? Mid-labour. Wow. Um, and there's no way I could have done that anyway, but basically they said that, uh, and the midwife said it to Joe, and before Joe could even say no, Anna, my the student midwife was like, no, she's not going anywhere, she wants a home birth, she's having a home birth. Oh, that is um, so nice. <laughs> which was great. 
um, for her to actually, you know, and Joe would have obviously said the same, but she was just like, no, that's not happening. We're staying here. Um, and yeah, I think, because I do think that moving, you know, if you're in labor at home and then you're going in, it does quite often slow things down again, doesn't it? And I think to just be home and yeah, it, it's just something really nice about it. And just then also if you get to stay home, it's just, you know, after with him, after two days, we realised he hadn't actually been outside yet. <laughs> so we did go for a little walk. Then, like, just a gentle stroll. But I was like, it's just something so nice about just being in the comfort of your home. And but that that's so great that your midwife, especially, like, kind of student midwife, mm. next kind of generation of midwives as yeah. well, to be able to be so in tune with what you needed. Mm. And obviously the struggle is real at the moment with staffing issues and things, but you were... You were halfway there, you know. Exactly. Some of you at that point would have been so against what you what you felt was right in that moment. Exactly. And yeah. That's the thing is that you are the center of this. Like you're the one who's the most important person in the room. Yeah. So. And yeah. actually, I think that's another thing that in my first pregnancy, I was so unaware of the language the midwives back then. Somewhat, it wasn't in Froom either. I feel like the Froom midwives are amazing anyway, but. Mm. Um, the language they used, it was very much like, I didn't have a choice in any of it. Like, I remember on my due date, and Oscar was only two days late, but on my due date, they were talking to me about how they were going to induce me. There was no offering you an induction. It was very much like, at 10 days overdue, we're going to induce you. This is what's happening. And it it wasn't until after he was born. I mean, thankfully, it never got to the point where Mm. that was a thing because he was born two days later. But I think I would have just gone along with it because... It wasn't until after he was born that I, like, going to mum groups and so forth, I was like, oh, like, I would have had a choice in this. Like, yeah. it sounded very much like this is just what's happening. And I think, actually, to know that it is your body, it's your birth, you get, like, they can offer you things, but at the end mm. of the day, you make the course. That's something that I was totally unaware of until my second birth, basically. And, you and know? I think that is so, so common. We don't realise that everything is optional. Mm. Like, everything. Yeah. Um you know obviously people are going to do what's right for them and for their babies for the for the best but everything is optional yeah and there's there's nothing wrong with even in an appointment with somebody off you know saying we're going to do this to say okay I'm gonna just go and do a bit of research on that and then I'll come back and let you know my decision like thank you for your advice mm. um and I think that that's something that is becoming hopefully a bit more common knowledge mm. But that's that's definitely something I'd recommend as well. Is is just knowing that everything is a choice. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and he's still fast asleep. What a legend! I know. I it. totally <laughs> thought he was going to wake up halfway through screaming. Here we are. We did it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> is there anything else you'd want to kind of share about your birth? Or no, I think we've covered it really. Amazing. Mm. Thank you so much again for sharing your story. And yeah, oh, top for marks, letting me <laughs> top marks. I'll say you've um, provided a few sweet noises and, and just stayed asleep <laughs> for an hour. So yay! yay. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed listening to Jackie's birth story as much as I did. If it was something that you did enjoy, I would really love it if you could rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Every review really helps me get out there to new listeners, which is wonderful. 
Another way that you can connect with me if you'd like to is on Instagram or Facebook. On both, I am The Real Birth Podcast. Please do share any episodes that you think might be useful for somebody that you know or if something's just particularly close to your heart. Thanks again for listening and I will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Bye!